0: Well, glory. Boy, that just woke a whole bunch of y'all up. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God is good. All the time. All right. Think we was at a football stadium, right? I'm going to tell you, the problem is we think church has to be boring right? Oftentimes we think church has just got to be cold and dull. And here's the, the truth. of The matter is, if we make it cold and dull, we make people think that God is cold and dull, but he's not. You see, tonight we're going to talk about total praise and the fact that God deserves all the praise and all the honor and all the glory. Now, we're going to go back to school for a little bit too. Now, how many of it, are there any English teachers in here? Any English teachers? Nobody is claiming it, so I'm so thankful. <laughs> I've used English teachers to correct my papers, and they really don't like me. They read ink my papers a lot. But I do remember something from English class, and it's called the interrogative questions. You ever thought about that? It's the five W's, right? Can anybody tell me what they are? <laughs> That sounds really good. I don't know what y'all are mumbling. Who, what, when, where, why. All right? And then sometimes how. Right? That's not a W, though. So we're sticking with the five W's tonight. We're going to talk about the who, what, when, where, and why of praise to the Lord. So we begin in verse 1. Let's look there in verse 1 of Psalm 150. It says, Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary Praise Him in the mighty firmament of His power. So, first thing we're going to talk about is where do we praise God? Now, it's interesting because he begins by saying, praise God in His sanctuary. Now, here's what we got to understand. Yes, God deserves to be praised in His house. This is His house, correct? So, we got to praise God in His house. Now, here's what you need to understand. In the Old Testament, there were two kinds of houses for God. There was the tabernacle and there was the temple. Now, the tabernacle was a mobile temple. In other words, they would pack it up. They would tear down the curtains. They would pick up the Ark of the Covenant. They would take the altars, all that stuff. They would pack it up, and they would carry it wherever they went. In other words, they could take the temple wherever they went. Now, here's what you got to understand. Your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. So you are taking God with you wherever you go. So you're to praise God in your body, that you are praise him in that sanctuary. God has called you to house the temple of the Holy Spirit, and therefore the Holy Spirit just busts out of us. I wonder how many of you, how many of you go down the road just singing with your head, just ripping it. Anybody rip it? Now, the question is, is what are you singing? Right? What, are you sing? what am I going to hear? Am I going to hear the bass drop in your car as you're driving down the road? You know? I don't know too many Christian songs where the bass drops, right? But I'm just wondering because you you think about it. I I will be driving down the road singing at the top of my lungs. And it's so funny. I was driving down and I was playing the drums and singing one day. And these teenage girls, they drove by and they pulled right up to me and they go, yeah! (laughs) So I got a yeah for Jesus that day. It's awesome. But that's the thing. The tabernacle was a transported temple of God, and we are transportable temples of God, so we carry him wherever we go. So we ought to praise him in our bodies. But there was a temple, and the temple was a permanent Residence. They set it up in Jerusalem. They brought the Ark of the Covenant into that place, and they glorified God there in the temple. They would worship him. And so today in the New Testament, we don't have the temple, but we have the church, the house of God, where we're called to come together and praise the Lord together. There is really no greater place than to praise God together in the church with other brothers and sisters Amen. in Christ. So we're called to praise him in the sanctuary. Now look at this. I love this one. Praise him in the firmament of his power. You know what the firmament is? The firmament was an abode where God separated the waters of the earth from the waters of the sky. So in other words, the firmament is like the heavens. So in other words, we're called to praise Him in the heavens. Now that doesn't mean you get to wait until you get to heaven. That means we ought to blow the roof off of this church when we praise the Lord. Our praise ought to reach the heavens because we are glorifying God. We're excited to be in the presence of God. And we want to rip it so that everybody in the community can hear. You know, what would be exciting is one day that we get so full in here, we got to open up the back doors, open up the front doors, and people are just surrounding the place. You think about that, that's exactly what happened in the time of Pentecost. You know what happened in the time of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit fell on those men? They actually had to go outside because people couldn't fit inside the building. How cool would it be to have church outside? Some of y'all are going, I didn't bring enough clothes, Brother John. I'm not warm enough to go out there. The Holy Spirit will warm me, I promise. He'll take care of it. But I'm telling you, they were moved in a mighty way. They wanted to praise God in the mighty firmament. They wanted everybody to know what God had done for them. God is so good, He deserves to be praised everywhere. And it ought to be so exciting that it fills the airways. So we see where we need to praise God. Look at verse 2. We see why we need to praise Him. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. There's two types of reasons why we should praise God number one we should praise God for what he has done for us anybody in here breathing I'm not so certain about that anymore we might be doing a lot of funerals tomorrow I don't know you think about it I mean if you have breath that is a blessing from God now isn't it amazing that you don't even have to think about breathing did you know that now that all of a sudden that I said it you're sitting there going okay yeah I'm breathing okay I'm good all right. How many of you have a mind to think? That's dangerous. A little dangerous, but we have minds to think. God gave us that mind. God gave us that intelligence. How many of you walked in here tonight? Did you walk in here? How many of you can see tonight? Sorry, Mike. Don't tell me what he's looking at me for. All right. How many of you can hear tonight? You, I mean, you think we take a lot of these things for granted, right? We really do. We don't realize how blessed we are. If we had the capabilities of coming to church tonight, we need to thank God for the country that we live in that has blessed us enough to have the freedom to worship Him. You see, there's a lot of things that we're blessed with. God has given all of those things. Do you know that every good gift, every perfect gift comes from above? So everything that we have, it comes from God. Yes, that includes your children's Xboxes. I know that just shocks you. Every good gift comes from above. You say, well, what do you mean? That means that everything that we are blessed with. Because listen, let me tell you something. If you make more than $2 a day, you are richer than 90% of the people in this world. $2 a day. You say, are you sure about that? Well, I can tell you when I went to Tapachula, Mexico this summer, a young lady made $15 a week sifting through the dumps. $15 a week, and she thought that was good money. So, yeah, if you make more than $2 a day, you make more than 90% of the people in this world. That's something to be thankful for. How many of you drove here? Anybody walk here? Nobody walked here. So you got a vehicle. That's something to praise God for. How many of you are blessed with family? Aren't you glad they're sitting beside of you tonight? They may not like you, but they're sitting beside of you. That's a good thing. That's something to thank God for. I mean, God has given us so much. There's so much to thank God for the gifts. But here's the thing. we got to be careful that we're only thanking God for the gifts and we're not thanking the giver. You see, that's the second part of it. He says, praise him for his mighty acts and praise him according to his excellent greatness. How many of you have ever just thought about how awesome God is? I mean, let's just think about the names of God. Have you ever thought about that? Let's just think about some of the names of God. He's our Savior. Man, that's awesome when you think about it. The fact that God saved you. The fact that God sent his son to die on a cross for your sins. The fact that God said, you don't have to pay for it on your own because you'll never be able to pay for it, so I'll take care of it for you and bring peace to the kingdom. He's our Savior. He's our Creator. Man, how many of you ever thought about how amazing creation is? Isn't it funny how people sit there and they try to, you know, a lot of people, they try to follow with science and they try to say, oh, well, you know, you got to give some credence to science, you know. Even the Bible says that a day is as a thousand years unto the Lord and therefore it took God 6,000 years to make this world. Can I just ask you a real quick question? How long does it take for God to say, sun, and there it is? It says he spoke it into existence. Sun, there it is. Moon, there it is. Stars, there it is. The only thing that he created without speaking it was man. And he bent down and he created him out of the clay of the ground and he breathed life into him. But man, just think about it. He's our creator. He's our sustainer. Did you eat today? Some of y'all are like, please don't mention food, Brother John. We smelled it when we came in and we're hungry now. If you ate today, God sustained you. God gave you food to eat. Why do you think we say a blessing? Our blessing is our understanding that it is God who's given us that food to eat. Not we ourselves. You see, God is awesome. When I think about God, there's so many names of God. My favorite is Yahweh. I am. I'm the self-existing one. Nobody created me. I've always been, I always have been, and always will be. I am God. There's nobody like me. You can't find anything less than me. I am greater than all things, and there's nothing that can compare to me. I am. That's what he's saying there. When you think about it, he talks about it in the Gospel of John, and he says it again and again. I am the door. I am the good shepherd. I am the living water. I'm the bread of life. I'm the resurrection of life. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. He is God. And when you think about that, we ought to praise him for who he is. He's amazing. You won't find anybody more gracious. You won't find anybody more merciful. You won't find anybody more loving than God. And we're called to praise him. So we need to praise him and thank him for what he's done for us, and we need to praise him for who he is. Y'all ready for this? Number three. What should we praise him with? Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psaltery and harp. Praise him with the timbrel and dance. Praise him with stringed instruments and organs. Praise him upon the loud cymbals. Praise him upon the high sounding cymbals. Can I tell you something? I love, and I know a brother of mine is going to just love that right there. I love instruments. I think the more instruments you have, the more it enhances worship. I just, I, I so enjoy all the different instruments that are being played. I love it when the piano's played. I love it when the drum, I can you believe it? the Drums in church. I was told long ago that was the devil's instrument. You know why? Because every time they hit it, it goes devil, 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 devil. Who comes up with this stuff? He uses plenty of he says, the, what? The, praise him with his symbols. Praise him with the high sounding symbols. I love it. Now, you, you know one that I like in their number in verse 4? Are, are y'all ready? Because I, I know we're Baptists and we got to skip that one, right? Oh, you already know where I'm going, right? Yeah. Praise him with the. Oh, man, that was weak. <laughs> Go ahead. Say it out like you are proud. Praise him with the Oh, we don't do that in the Baptist church. (laughs) Why? Okay, you probably, did you grow up anything like my wife? My wife, she was in a church, and the pastor, he used to make this statement. He would say, a praying knee and a dancing foot don't grow on the same leg. And he was so serious about it. I remember just looking at him one day when he made that statement, and I said, what about King David? Never heard him say it again. Now, I understand he's, he's not talking about doing some of the moves that the kids do today. That's, that's that's not it, all right? He's not telling you to get out there and do all that crazy mess. But what he is saying is that when the worship gets a hold to you and you get excited, it's okay to Baptist sway, right? Don't you just love it when a choir sways and... The, and then that other person gets off the sway. They get off the beat. It's kind of like Baptist clapping. <laughs> right? And we, we get off beat, we get off kilter, and we get off all kinds of things. But what does he mean by praise him in the dance? He means this. He means that when you get excited, David danced before the Lord. And his own wife, Mikael, thought he was a fool. And she told him so. She told him, you have embarrassed yourself. You've just utterly embarrassed yourself in front of all these people. And he said, you know what? I'll embarrass myself in front of everybody as long as I'm praising the Lord. I don't care about what everybody else thinks. I'm just here to praise the Lord. Now, you might say, okay, Brother John, then what do you mean? I mean simply this. When the music moves you, it is okay to move to the music. It is okay to move to the music. Because when you're singing, let's just praise the Lord, I'm, I'm going to tell you, it'll just cause you to sway a little bit. And there's some songs where you just want to jump and raise your hands, and you just get excited. And that's what it's all about, because all you're doing is you're just following what the Holy Spirit's leading you to do. Now, I understand that can be a little crazy sometimes. So you do have to be careful of that. But it's okay to let the Spirit move you. And David said, we've got to praise Him with everything. We've got to praise Him with the instruments. We've got to praise Him with the dance. Finally, uh, or number four, let's look at who should praise Him. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Are you breathing? Some of you, I'm not so certain. Are you breathing? Yes. So if you're breathing, you are called to praise the Lord. If you have breath, you're called to praise the Lord. You see, as long as we have breath, we're called to praise the Lord. Because here's the thing, when you take your final breath, when you go to heaven, what do you think you're going to be doing? Praising the Lord. Now, I don't believe heaven is going to be us sitting on a cloud with our harps strumming away. All right? I know some people have that idea of heaven. But I believe it's going to be a magnificent choir that is glorifying God and praising His name and exalting Him. And those of you that can't sing, you will be singing. And you'll be glorifying God together with a beautiful choir that is glorifying His name. But let every breath in praise the Lord. If we can't praise Him here, what makes we think we'll praise Him there? Give breath, praise Him. And lastly, when should we praise the Lord? The great thing is He just simply says, "Praise ye the Lord." There is always time to praise the Lord. There's never a time to not praise Him. Now, you say, "Well, wait a minute, Brother John. You don't know my situation. You don't. You don't know what I'm going through. No, I don't. But I can tell you that I have praised God on the mountaintops, and I have praised Him in the valleys." I've praised him in the valleys. You say, well, how, do, how can you praise him in the valleys? Because I know that the valley is temporary. And I know that he'll carry me through the valley because he promises that. Amen. He'll never let anything overtake us. But he will bring us through. In fact, he will give us the ability to endure it. He will give us the apostle, he'll give us the chance to be able to make it through on the other side. I remember this when I when I took a group of youth and we went spelunking. Any of you guys ever gone cave, cave exploring? And these guys, they took us deep into the caverns. And this is probably not a good idea to take a whole bunch of youth cave exploring. Because we got down there and then he goes, all right, I want all of you to turn out your lights. And I'm going, no, 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 no. <laughs> we are in the deep, darkest pit of the cave. That's probably not a good idea with youth. But they did. They, everybody turned out their lights. And he said, now I want you to just look for the light, look for the spot. And we started looking around the cave, and it was just pitch black. And all of a sudden, we saw this little pencil dot of light. And he said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to keep our lamps off. And he said, we're going to climb to that dot. And there's a reason behind it. So we climbed for about an hour. And we, really, it was more crawling through this cave, trying to get to that light, trying to get to that little dot. And after about an hour, we finally started to see it as a little bit more than a dot. And we kept climbing. It took us about three hours. And after about three hours, we finally came to the edge of the cave where we could see the sun beaming into the cave. He says, here's what I want you to know. It's just like in life. When you're going through a dark trial, if you'll look to Jesus, the light. And if you keep your eyes on the light you will eventually come through it. It may take a while, and it may be hard, and it may be difficult, but you will eventually come through, and you will get out of that cave. That's why you can praise the Lord no matter what you're going through. Our God is so good. You know why I love Thanksgiving? I I really, I enjoy the food. Turkey, ham, dressing. How many of you are salivating already? Potato salad, squash casserole, y'all ready? Cranberry jelly. <laughs> I like that stuff. I really do. But I, I love the food, and I love the family that gathers around. And my mother-in-law had a tradition. She'd make us go around and say something we were thankful for. Amen. Something we were thankful for that year that God had blessed us with. And the greatest blessing, I remember my mother-in-law used to always say, I just first and foremost want to thank God for my salvation. She had always put it into perspective. There's a lot of things to think, be thankful for. But our salvation was first and foremost. We just need to praise the Lord. There's nothing greater than for us to give Him the total praise and exalt Him in everything we do.